Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee <laughs> and a rogue tohi. <laughs> Maybe didn't like me ringing that chime. Hmm. Today is Tuesday, November 9th. How are you guys? Um, yeah, um, yesterday was a crazy day. Yesterday was, um, one of those off kilter days. You guys know how I'm all about my ritual and my, uh, my schedule, you know, that I, I very much rely on that being something that I can, that grounds me. And when we talk about, you know, like people losing creativity during the pandemic and all of those things, you know, I keep coming back to, I have this writing habit and, you know, my writing habit sees me through and most of the time it does. But then every once in a while, there's a day where you get knocked off your pillow, right? Talked about that before. It comes from that uh, line from the martial artists who are snobby jerks sometimes. And I say this having been uh, in a martial arts school for million years where they say, well, yoga is great and good and all, but what happens when you get knocked off your pillow? They have to turn their mouth down like that too. <clears throat> get knocked off your pillow. Well, you know what happens when you get knocked off your pillow? Their whole thing is, is that you should be in the, uh, more, uh, <laughs> what are the words? What are words? Who am I? Uh, I want to say more militant side, but you guys know what I mean. More aggressive side. Uh, that's why you study these things and uh, that yoga, because it is peaceful and passive, is not as good because someone could just knock you off your pillow and you can't defend yourself. Uh, but it's kind of silly because, first of all, how often does someone really come along and knock you off your pillow? Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, and it's mostly guys, live their lives as if they are at war. And it's like, you know, how often does shit really happen? Uh, the answer, what happens when you, what do you do if you get knocked off your pillow is you get back on your pillow. So, um, yesterday morning, why was it a crazy morning? Because I was well ahead of schedule. The time change doesn't affect me that much, especially this one, because I love going back to real time. Um, so I don't know, maybe I was off kilter because of that. I don't think so, but everything was going great like doing the podcast that went fine. I was inside uploading, getting everything done, but then I got some, I think it was started with this distressing news, um, that Jim Fiscus, who is a long time CIFWA volunteer, um, died on Sunday. And I mean, I wasn't close to Jim, but I have no, he was one of the first people I met in CIFWA. He's been in CIFWA forever. He's um, just, uh, you know, he was a powerhouse volunteer. He worked on the legal side and contracts and he was always in some ways annoying because he was always wanting to put out some kind of alert or another about um, some contract thing that he thought was terrible. And he was very much against self-publishing and, and he could be annoying to work with that way. And, and I accused him of being a dinosaur more than once, um, which I think is my job. Um, <laughs> and 
and it was funny because I was going I was on a thread with him on Friday afternoon about a new alert and um, I had weighed in with my opinion as president and and he actually said something approving to me and I thought well I must be doing something right if Jim Biscus says something nice to me and <laughs> makes me a little fur clubbed right apparently that was like hell freezing over because then on Sunday he was gone. Sorry guys I didn't know I was going to get emotional about it. Yeah so you know it's like we always know that's how life works right that one moment someone's there and the next they can be gone. So then we scrambled because we wanted to put out a, a memorial for him since he was so important to CIFWA. File 770 had scooped us on it. <laughs> Most of us found out from there. Uh, File 770 is a great resource. So uh, I don't begrudge them, but we were also like, yeah, we really need to get something out there to say uh, goodbye to Jim. Ah. So I think that knocked me off stride. And then I was on email before I wanted to be and uh, all of these things. And and then it just ended up being kind of a crazy day. Um, just one thing after another. And I was um, not productive. I already knew I wasn't going for word count. So that's good. Um, because I was planning on I have to finish this read of Dark Wizard and I'm going slowly because I don't like reading my own book like I read other books and so now I'm getting behind on a beta read that I promised to do because I still have to read Bright Familiar and so I don't know I'm gonna have to figure something out but um, the good news is is I signed the contract with the audiobook narrator that was a good part of yesterday. Um, working on the cover for gray magic with Raven and that's coming along great. Um, it's beautiful and yeah um, yesterday was just um, a tumbly topsy turvy day and it seemed like a lot of oh and oh you know and then I've had this whole printer drama you guys why I you know I feel like um, you remember on cheers you probably don't because you're all younger than I am but when they were when uh, I think Frazier said if we can put a man on the moon why can't we put metal in a microwave. Um, <laughs> I, I, I remember it was riffing on sort of a malapropism thing but why why in this day and age with our level of technology why are printers such a fucking pain in the ass and we almost never have to print something maybe that's why because they sit there idle for so long. Um, so we have I, I don't even want to go into the pr- whole printer saga because you guys don't care you all have your own printer sagas but essentially I have this Canon that we've gone back to using because David had got me a new one and the new one never worked right. I hate that thing and we went back to this Canon inkjet printer and and it seems to work fine for the wireless stopped working on it but I just plug it into the laptop it's not a big deal. Uh, but I ran out of the color ink and it was all 
you know, even though I was trying to print, print in black and white, it wouldn't let me. And we ended up on Saturday morning, like driving over to our friend's house there in Paris. But I had to text Megan and say, uh, can we go to your house and use your printer? Because we have to print this mailing label and we can't print on our printer. And I'd ordered new ink. And so two of the ink cartridges came on Saturday after we got back from printing the mailing label. But the other one didn't come until yesterday. But Grace is trying to, I mentioned this yesterday, you know, publish her standalone from Under a Winter Sky, like a memory of summer. And Amazon's not letting her because it already appeared in Under a Winter Sky. And she needed the contract from me saying that she owns the rights to it. And, and I would, and I talked to her after the printer thing on Saturday. And I was, you know, at first I was like, oh yeah, sure. You know, if they rejected, let me know. And she had left me the message the night before. And I got it in the morning along with everything else that was going on yesterday morning. <laughs> and, and she said, oh yeah, sure enough, they rejected it. And I said, okay, you know, here, sending you the contract and she filled it out and everything and sent it back to me. And I was like, oh, remember how I mentioned that my printer is not working? You know, um, I could not print it out to sign and scan. So I tried just doing it on the touch screen. Um, you know, and I even got my stylus out and did a signature and Amazon kept rejecting it for illegible signature, which you guys, my signature is illegible under the best of circumstances. Um, and we went through all these contortions all day long and, and I'd said to her, um, you know, maybe you'll be in luck and the other ink cartridge will come. And she was the other ink cartridge did, did come not, um, something that I've been expecting from my mom for more than a week. The mail delivery is all messed up, you guys. And, uh, <laughs> so I put the other ink cartridge in and the printer still does not work. Um, it's doing this whole printhead error. So I ended up getting out the YouTube videos and trying to fix the printhead. And I suspect that the answer is going to be that I have to go buy a new printer. Um, after I just spent $50 on ink. And so yesterday was just aggravating. Um, deep cleansing breath. One thing that I was super excited about is, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it here or not, but a little while back book riot did a list of adult fantasy romances, um, enemies to lovers, adult fantasy romances that you would love. And the orchid throne was on there. And I was super excited because book riot is a lovely milestone. I'll link to the article in the comments. Um, it's a lovely milestone. I was so happy to see orchid thrown on there. But then the other thing is, is once you get a book on these lists, I tease grace about this all the time because like radiance got on a list early on for like her, um, inner species marriage of convenience friends to lovers. And every time I think I did talk about this, this sounds vaguely familiar. Sorry if it's a repeat. Uh, <laughs> you're just here for the coffee anyway. Come on, fess up. So <laughs> now because radiance got on those lists, it like gets on those lists all the time because every time someone wants to do a new, um, similar list, they, they go and they call all these previous lists and they pull a lot of books off and they put new ones on. But, um, 
I've been envious of her for a long time and because she has I'm like why are you how do you always get radiance all these lists she's like I don't do anything it just <laughs> which she does I mean it's totally fair she doesn't but um as soon as I saw Orchid Throne on that book riot list I was like okay okay so now maybe Orchid Throne will start showing up on these lists and sure enough on Instagram this gal with a uh, hundred thousand followers plus uh, featured Orchid Throne in um, a series of nine adult fantasy romances enemies to lovers that you would love and um, there we go yay. Um, that one's traditionally published so I can't tell if there's a sales bump or not. I guess I could look at Amazon rank. Maybe I should. It would be interesting to see. Uh, so anyway that was a good thing. So I mean there were good things yesterday. It just felt like a chaotic day. Uh, so it goes sometimes right. <laughs> so one thing about that I did not expect about being president of Sifwa is that I get these emails that come to the email address president at sifwa.org and there is to me a surprising number of emails of people pimping their books. Why? Why? Who who told people this is a good idea? I'm actually I know what this is. Nobody told them it was a good idea. It's like they're searching the internet. Uh, for a long time we were getting ones coming to the entire board that were like um, please represent my book or please pu- publish my book which were confusing because <laughs> it's like so you totally don't understand that Sifwa is not neither a literary agency nor a publishing house and and you would try to be patient with them because a lot of them are people from other countries and I you know suspect there's a language barrier problem but you know it's like we cannot publish your book we don't publish books. But then there's this other breed of author who adds that email address to their mailing list first of all <laughs> don't do this. I mean we all know this right you guys are all my people you know you're you're over there shaking your heads and tutting along with me it's like you just don't add email addresses to your mailing lists without permission. And I can promise that they've never gotten permission to do president I suppose it's possible one of my predecessors added it but I think it's unlikely. <clears throat> so I get this one yesterday uh, from someone who wants to know what awards he's eligible for and it's like well you know this emailing president of SIFWA is not how you find out what awards awards you're eligible for and I'm not just going to sort of line you up for them but whatever this guy has bigger problems and I won't tell you all of the problems that were in here but one of the things I was noticing is that this person has already like sort of flagged themselves as being an asshole by emailing the president address to ask you know what awards am I eligible for um, you know both clueless and an asshole. But then like I'm reading his description of his books and I shared this with someone else just because I knew that she would I'm um, sorry I knew that she would sympathize um, I won't tell you who I shared it with but I knew that she would keep it quiet and uh, she, she was like she read it and she goes wow that's like if someone wanted to come up with an exact description of the kind of book I never want to read that would be it. <laughs> I was like, right? I mean it was stuff about like you guys like cruelty and violence you know like you know I mean he actually used those words 
and and it's a kind of horror and I I I, I won't even but I thought it was funny because one of the things he had to have in there and now I've outed him as a he but oh well um one of the things that he had in there was uh that he likes to subvert reader expectations and I thought you know what is it why is it that all of these writers who talk about wanting to subvert tropes or subvert expectations are also assholes in other ways it's like anytime someone says that they want to subvert reader expectations or subvert tropes um I just it's like it's like they've put up a little flag saying yeah I'm an asshole and it's like there's nothing wrong with subverting tropes but most of the time when these people are talking about it it's like it's like they deliberately want to dick with people you know and I've been seeing some conversations lately you know like the usual thing with romance like even on that particular um you know the enemies to lovers thing on Instagram there are all these comments and one person on there said um now we need to have the lovers to enemies trope and it's like oh aren't you clever yes yes there's there you've gone you've subverted the trope and you've shown your originality and maybe this person was was joking and I don't know who they are and I don't mean anything against them but it's like um you know just flipping something for the sake of flipping it isn't necessarily meaningful and there are always these people who want to subvert the the happy ever after in romance they're like I want to write a romance but have a tragic ending and they all think that they're being so clever doing this that like they're doing something that no one's done before and it's like no actually there's a genre for that and it's called tragedy (laughs) so I don't know you know it's like I understand wanting to be original go be original yes be original use your imagination do things in a different way but doing things in a different way doesn't mean I'm gonna sneeze it's like the same time as yesterday right thank you (laughs) at least I took you guys offline for the uh, sneeze attack this time but yeah deliberately dicking with your readers subverting their expectations so that they think they're getting one thing but then they're getting something else that's not being creative that's just being an asshole on that note I'll remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts and I will talk to you all on Thursday you all take care bye bye.